Dietrich Bonhoeffer would say near the end of his life, he would say, we have been the silent witnesses of evil deeds. We have been drenched by many storms. We have learned the arts of equivocation and pretense. Experience has made us suspicious of others and kept us from being truthful and open. Intolerable conflicts have worn us down and even made us cynical. Are we still of any use? We shall not need geniuses or cynics or misanthropes or clever tacticians, but rather plain, honest, straightforward men. Will our inward power of resistance be strong enough and our honesty with ourselves remorseless enough for us to find our way back to simplicity and straightforwardness? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the man murdered by the Nazis in April of 1945, hung naked at Flossenburg Prison for his failed assassination attempt and involvement on the life of Adolf Hitler, understood that it was the abdication and silence of Christians in the church in Germany that led to the horrors of the Holocaust. We have been the silent witnesses of evil deeds. His final words before being hung were to say, this is the end, for me the beginning of life. We are here today at the Love Life Washington Conference, north of Seattle, to raise up simple, straightforward thinking men and women who see evil before them and they say enough. I'm gonna stand in the middle of the road of the culture of death with a big sign that says stop. I will draw the line right here and I will say you will go no further. This is a significant moment for the church and the country and the pro-life movement right now. Whether it's Governor Jay Inslee in Washington or Governor American Psycho, I'm sorry, Gavin Newsom in California, they're codifying abortions through point of birth. They're trying to write it into the state constitutions. In California, on September 30th of 2022, they're now preventing investigations into the deaths of babies up to 28 days after birth, full-blown infanticide, and removing parental consent for gender-confused minors so that the state and the public education system can disciple them into the religion of transgenderism. All of this going on, and we have been the silent witnesses of evil deeds. And yet June 22nd, 24th, rather, 2022, Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Almost 50 years of the spirit of Roe oppressing unborn children in this country, and we win a massive victory in the culture war, the one least thought possible. If you're a millennial or a Gen Z, you've been told your entire life that Roe v. Wade would never get overturned, that this was settled law, that this would never get overturned. And we began to tear down this sacrifice of children in America. But now Washington and California and Oregon and New York and Virginia are more dangerous states for unborn children than before Roe v. Wade. 
and then the more Republican states are a little bit safer for unborn children. We have a duty and a responsibility in this late hour of the American culture war. If it's true that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, it's equally true that the hand that wrecks the cradle ruins the world. Maybe that was always the point. Maybe these were proxy war attacks against the Imago Dei and the sovereignty of God. Because if you can ruin the cradle, children, babies, the posterity, the future, family, then you can upend all of society and recreate it in your own demonic image. I think the church is starting to wake up and realize that the culture war was really just always a proxy war for the spiritual war. And the Moloch serviles and eugenesis of our day have been more committed to the politics in the public square than the people of God have been to promote life, liberty, and righteousness in the public square. And now we're reaping the consequences of that abdication. You see, those who murder the unborn cannot be trusted to govern the born. And those who murder the unborn because they call them non-person blobs of tissue will one day murder you as well. And lest you think I'm jesting, lest you think I'm trying to rile you up into a frenzy, the FBI in the last two weeks have been targeting pro-lifers, showing up at a Catholic dad's home with his seven children while the mom's trying to homeschool them and hold her baby because he allegedly pushed a man back who was threatening his son outside of an abortion center, and they show up at his home with 30 armed rifles and agents. Do you understand? Do you understand that the Biden administration right now is trying to amend a federal code to make sex a condition of pregnancy, which is hilarious because I guess we all know what women are now. Because when you tell a Democrat they might not be able to kill as many babies, they can suddenly define a woman. It's fascinating. So that they can force pro-life obstetricians to perform abortions upon threat of discrimination lawsuits. I'm not kidding. Uh, you might remember the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA, that the Democrats are trying to push through in 2021, which coincidentally Phyllis Schlafly defeated decades ago. And this new code they're trying to amend in the, in the federal law would accomplish a similar goal by linking pregnancy as a condition of sex. So if a pro-life OBGYN says, I don't do abortions, I'm pro-life, I'm a pro-life doctor, they can sue him for pregnancy discrimination. Within the two weeks of the Biden administration entering the White House, within the first two weeks, what was that, January 2021, they dropped a lawsuit that the Trump administration's awful of Office of Civil Rights and Liberties had filed against a Vermont hospital. What had happened at this Vermont hospital? Well, a doctor at that Vermont hospital had told a nurse to come assist with an abortion. He, he said, get in here, help me kill this baby. She was pro-life, she didn't want to do that. But he was threatening career termination for her. To her great regret, she assisted with killing that child and then filed a lawsuit against the hospital. The first thing the Biden administration does as their first political priority within the first two weeks of taking office is to drop the lawsuit against that Vermont hospital. What are they communicating? Kill babies or else. Right? It doesn't matter if you're pro-life, doesn't matter if you're Catholic, doesn't matter if you don't kill this baby, we're going to fire you? Do you understand, Christian, that this is the sacrament of secular progressivism? It's the centerpiece of their entire political project. Because if you can get people on board with killing unborn children in the womb, tolerating it because it's a blob of tissue, or championing it, celebrating it 
right? The new movement is hashtag shout your abortion. Then there's nothing else you can't get the American public on board with tolerating. But when you start tearing down the high places of Moloch and Roe v. Wade gets overturned and Christians are rising up and people are contending outside of abortion centers to lovingly offer support and love to families and unborn children, they come for you as well. And if you're a Christian and you know your Bible, you know that this is no different, huh? It's no different than the Israelites being oppressed by the Midianites, huh? Taking everything the Israelites make, their wheat and their food. So Gideon's hiding out in a cave. <laughs> Threshing his own wheat because he doesn't want Bernie Sanders' democratic socialism <laughs> taking everything he makes. And God comes to a cave in, with Gideon and he says, mighty man of valor. And Gideon says, where have you been? We're being oppressed. I thought you were the God that brought us out of Egypt. What's happening? And the first thing God tells Gideon to do while they're being oppressed by an alternative culture and people that hated God, the first thing God told Gideon to do when he walked out of that cave was to go tear down the altars of Baal and Asherah, the god of sex that would sexualize a community, and the god of child sacrifice. What happens, go read your Bibles, Christians, what happens when the Israelites recognize and the Midianites recognize that Gideon had tore down their altar of baby killing? It says, the people told Gideon's father to bring Gideon out because they wanted to kill him for tearing down the altars of child sacrifice. Do you understand how central this is to Satan, to the enemy of our souls? Because you see, Satan would kill God if he could, but he can't. So he kills babies because he knows it wounds the heart of our father and it causes chaos in the world. The attack against the family, the smallest political unit, how God intends to build civilizations through the family. If it's true that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, it's equally true that the hand that wrecks the cradle ruins the world. So the secular progressive moral revolution and its strategic arm called the Democrat Party is simply fulfilling the role of Moloch, the spirit of Baal, demanding the sacrifice of babies, and targeting anyone who would be like a Gideon, who would begin tearing down those altars of baby killing. We're in a late hour of this fight, and if we don't wake up soon, we will fulfill Mildred Jefferson's prophetic warning. Mildred Jefferson, the woman who turned Ronald Reagan pro-life, when she said, today it is the unborn child. Tomorrow it is likely to be the elderly or those who are incurably ill. Who knows but that a little later, it may be anyone who has political and moral views that do not fit into the new distorted order. The Nazis would call the Jews Lebens Unwertensleben, life unworthy of life. Oh, unworthy, unfit. Sounds like unwanted. Unwanted babies, unwanted pregnancies, unfit to live. Today's Democrat Party and abortion industry are now calling Christians and pro-lifers the greatest and most extreme threat to freedom and democracy. 
Corrine Jean-Pierre, Joe Biden's White House press secretary, just said this the other day, followed by Joe Biden's Russia USSR looking red blood background as he said that the greatest threat to freedom and democracy today are conservative Christians or Republicans who would actually wield political power for God's purposes. Bonhoeffer once said, political action means taking on responsibility. This cannot happen without power. Power is to serve responsibility. And if we don't start exercising the power and the influence we've been given as stewards to our Creator, not only will we never end the slaughter of babies in America, but we will one day wake up and find that we have now been defined as Lebens Invertens Leben, life unworthy of life, unwanted, unfit to live. The only question is what are you going to do about it? If you want to join, <laughs> the white rose resistance to help me rebuild Christian resistance in America against our silent but far more deadly holocaust of abortion. Join us. Follow us. Go to thewhiterose.life. Follow us on social media. We are rebuilding the white rose resistance to bring a grinding halt to this eugenic demonic regime that demands the sacrifice of children and like the Midianites would curse anyone that would try to save those babies. We'll see you on the battlefield. Go out there and give them heaven.